So I want to follow up the directional episode with a subset of that, and that's high directionals. And that's even more subtle trick, I think, that some people um, don't always think about. And I find that piece to be more relevant in base-managed climbing um, and top-managed climbing. But sometimes when you're leading and you're getting to um, the top of a pitch, um, or if there's a ledge, sometimes that could be relevant. And, you know, the classic thing is, like, when we're belaying at the top of a cliff, say we either led up or we walked up, you know, ideally we want to build our anchors high, you know, so the master point's roughly eye level, somewhere in there. So that way we have a comfortable stance. Our belay devices are nice and high, so it's easier to belay. <clears throat> we have kind of more working space um, in this environment. So if we have to do a haul, all those things. So it's really just an extension of that because sometimes we can't always have a situation where we can build an anchor high right at the edge of a cliff. Um, so like if we don't have a rock wall that has the opportunity for high anchors and then it goes to a ledge and then goes to the main edge of the cliff, you know, we're kind of out of luck. Or let's say that this, this trick works really well and is a lot more common when we're dealing with trees. So let's just say the trees near the edge of the cliff aren't as robust as the trees away from the edge of the cliff. Um, so we don't really want to build anchors off them, um, but we'd really like to have a high directional. So in that scenario, you know, you can always build your anchor further away from the cliff. Let's just say on a better tree, you know, down at the bottom, because we all know that tying off to the base of the tree is stronger than tying off somewhere else. But if we want to actually incorporate maybe a smaller tree at the near the edge as a high directional, we can. So the big thing there is we can put a sling or whatever tool we choose to use to connect to that tree and either redirect our belay rope through that. Or if we're building a base managed climb, for example, we could redirect our anchor lines through that. Um, or even a top managed climb, we could just redirect our anchor line um, through that and create a master point at that point. Now the key here is we know that if we tie higher to a tree, for example, we're gonna have more leverage on that tree. So the tree has to be able to accommodate that force. So if it's a smaller tree, that's not great. Or maybe the tree's not super well rooted, that's also not great. So and it also depends on the, you know, like the type of tree. You know, if you're dealing with like spruces, they kind of go from pretty pretty good size at the bottom. They taper really quickly. Um, so a tree that you might actually anchor at the base, but you wouldn't higher up. That's an issue. So the big key is when we use a high directional in this scenario is that we want to put loading on the tree and compression and not leverage. So how we do that is that when we actually connect to the tree closer to the edge, higher up, right? Our anchor line, let's just use this as an example. We've tied off to a tree in the back. Now we run our anchor line through that. Um, we're going to leave the anchor line running through that point. So it's not actually fixed. We're not going to clove hitch it in. We're not going to tie it in with a knot. The anchor line actually just runs through that. So it's free to re run through that carabiner. And when we do that, we're pulling force on that tree in compression and not leverage. 
And compression is a much stronger way of dealing with something like that. It's kind of like taking a two by four, right? If you push it down from the top in compression, it's stronger than trying to, than if you took the two ends and kind of bow it out in the middle. That's what we're trying to reduce is not that um, leverage piece, that bending piece. So if, if in that point, the tree really is just a directional piece and not actually part of the anchor. So if we fix that rope into that, let's just say we go from a big tree in the back, tied off with a bowline and go up to that high directional and we clove hitch into that directional. Now that high directional tree is actually part of the anchor because it's fixed. So it will get leverage. But at the same time, if your trees are in line with the direction of force, now you've built an anchor in series. So that's actually a pretty reasonable way of also solving this problem. So you could actually incorporate a high directional on that forward tree by using a clove hitch or some way of securing the rope to that tree. And then you want to have the rope in between those two anchor points as tight as you possibly can. So that's why oftentimes you use a clove hitch because you can adjust it. And then therefore, as you pull on the, the forward tree that has the higher directional in it, as it starts to lever and starts to bend towards the load, the rope between that anchor point and the one behind it becomes ever increasingly in tension. And then the anchor behind it holds the anchor in front in place. So anchors in series is a very old school way of building anchors. You use it in snow. We use it in ice screws. Um, so maybe a little bit less um, known now. It was used certainly in rock gear. You know, just a whole series of clove hitches in a row. Um, but it's actually a pretty slick way of building an anchor um, and using utilizing a high directional. So we can have two options here, either fixing the high directional as part of the anchor system or having the high directional just be a running point. So it's it's acting in compression and just providing that elevation piece, right? And the elevation piece is, is really key with high directionals for a couple reasons. One is what if you have a particularly sharp edge on the rock? So instead of building your anchor so you have a 90 degree bend with the rope or the anchor line going over that rock, you have a higher angle going over that. Well, that puts less force on that point. It's just like the conversation I just had with the directional. That edge is a directional change. It's acting as a directional. So if we have you know, less than 60 degree angle on it, that edge is going to take less than the, the, full load of the, the, the full load of the climber. If we have 60 degrees or more, it's going to take ever-increasing larger loads. Um, so that kind of helps the rope from getting excessively worn, which is kind of important. It's also really nice to do a high directional because now it helps facilitate either topping out or going back over. So let's just say you're top managing and you want to have somebody rappel over the edge. It's way easier if the rope is relatively high off the ground to do an edge transition to go over the edge and rappel down and same way to climb back out. If your anchors are down at your feet on the ground and you essentially have a 90 degree edge transition, that's a lot harder for people to get over, especially if there aren't terrain features like steps to help them over. So a lot of times we, we create an artificial temporary high directional with our bodies. We do a vector pull. That's all we're doing there. So we're holding this vector pull right at the edge for just the moment as they transition over the edge and repel, and then we put the rope on the ground now that they're um, transitioned in fully onto the vertical surface. So that can be really, really useful. Um, it's also really useful for like 
I like this a lot in the winter with ice climbing. So especially if you're top roping, for example, you're going to be there for a while. So if you have a nice high directional, you have very little of your rope actually hitting the edge of the ice. So if it's a warmer day, or excuse me, it's sunny out and it's a really cold day, we're trying to reduce the amount of time your rope is touching the ice so it doesn't absorb water and then freeze like a cable, right? So if I can get my contact point to be as small as possible on that transition point at the edge with the ice, I'm going to have less rope running over, you know, potentially wet ice on a cold day. So that can also save my ropes. Even on a warm day, the last thing you want to do is have a really soaking wet rope, you know, because wet ropes are harder to manage and, and less fun to work with. So that can be something that's really important um, that I'll use, really look for a high directional end. You know, and, you know, there's subtle things too about the experience of things with high directionals in terms of the experience you give your client. So let's just go back to the base managed climb. So instead of having your master point extended over an edge, so they climb up to the, to the carabiners and they lower off, if it has a nice kind of transition to climb up to the top of the actual cliff so they could actually stand up and like look around versus just kind of stop at a vertical section and then just come down but if they could actually top out kind of really have that experience of completion see the environment around them and then have a nice easy transition back over the edge to lower down that's a really nice experience added piece so if i have a high directional right that will allow that because now they can top out and the anchor points above their head and all they have to do is when they're ready just lean back and it's a nice angle for them to go back over. So that's a nice thing. Or like I've mentioned on several episodes, like I hate repelling off base managed setups to go to the bottom when you have like master points over the edge. It's sketchy. And even though you can do it safely, I would rather not. So if you can set up a scenario where you actually have a twofer, you get a high directional so it gives your client a cool experience to top out and then easily lower back down. Guess what? It's easier for you to repel off because you now have a high directional and you just hook up in your ropes and just lean back and go over. So it's an interesting tool to both facilitate your safety, your um, client's experience, you know, uh, maybe efficiency and and other issues with rope handling throughout the day, wear and tear on your equipment. Um, but you do have to understand the differences between having a kind of running high directional. So the rope just runs through it and then a fixed high directional. And therefore that high directional becomes part of the anchor system versus just a directional change. But it is an interesting little piece that I wanted to add in there about, um, directionals is that, you know, thinking about this vertical high directional change versus just kind of a horizontal directional change.